0: Man, it feels like we haven't streamed in months, but it's only been a week. And two, I was inverted. No, I was not finishing up a quick hot dog. That is not why I'm late. I am late because I had to readjust my microphone. But today we are going to be talking about taking stands on players. This was a hot topic for me on Twitter in this past week. If anyone was checking that out. And we're going to be drafting a puppy team and showing off some of Spike Week's brand new brand new tools for our extension for underdog and other sites so why don't we uh, hit the intro and get to it So let's start talking about player exposures. And I was, to, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this, but I put out this video about Jamar Chase and how I'm drafting him at a high clip. I kind of did some engagement farming by saying I'm taking him. I prefer him over Justin Jefferson. I'm fading Justin Jefferson, which is partially true. I am taking Jamar Chase over Justin Jefferson to up my Jamar Chase exposure right now. And the reason I'm doing that, I've explained already, but people got pissed that I said I was fading Justin Jefferson. They didn't watch the video. The pitchforks came out and um, we got into some really extreme arguments over the course of a few days. And I had one particular guy telling me that the way that you play best ball, just so I just want everyone to know this. The way you are supposed to play best ball is you are supposed to get an 8.3333333 infinity sign, percentage sign, exposure to every single player on the draft board. That's it. You get exposed to everybody at an equal clip, and that's how you're going to win best ball. So, I mean, I don't know if that's what you guys are doing. Clearly, I'm not doing that right now. We got a lot of work to do, right? Um, I have my exposures pulled up on the Draft IQ right now, and I am showing that I have Marquez Valdez Scantling at forty five percent exp- exposure across my um, Best Ball Mania tournaments at the moment. Right, so yeah, Felix brings up, I guess I'll never win money. And actually, you were one of my one of my examples. I said. I brought up you bringing Cooper Cup next last year. And it's like, you know what? If you were wrong on that, it would have sucked for you, right? But you hit that one on the head and it helped propel your teams to the playoffs and you won a million dollars. I'm not saying people have to take as extreme a stance as you took on him. I know your, your ownership was like through the moon on him. But I do think you need to be taking stands on people. Um, Paul says he's been taking stands on people in the puppy, too. Absolutely, especially for contests like that. That's where you can start doing that stuff. Um, okay, Kevin. Kevin says that he has 40% exposure to Jacoby Myers. <sighs> Is all I'm going to say about that. I'm just going to give a, a fresh sigh into the microphone because what are we doing, Kevin? It's Jacoby Myers. You understand that he doesn't catch touchdowns? That he plays in New England, he's there's 37 active wide receivers on the roster right now. I think somewhere along those lines in New England. So I don't know what the hell is going to happen with Jacoby Myers. Um, also, shout out to our our swag here. We got some sweet shirts and stuff. Just wanted to show those off. The SWO hat. So let's look at some of my exposures. And I want to just kind of point something out on this when we go into this, and then we're gonna we'll jump into a puppy draft. So. Clearly, 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 I've been taking a stand on Mahomes and MVS, right? Right now in Best Ball Mania, I have a 45% exposure to MVS. I have a 40% exposure to Mahomes. So I have that skinny stack all over the place, not even bringing in the game stack yet, right? You can see some of the other guys that I'm like this with. Christian Kirk at 28%, A.J. Brown at 25%. And, you know, the list goes on and on. Javonta Williams at 23%. So clearly I'm probably doing a lot of Javonta Williams, Patrick Mahomes, MVS stacks. And that's what you would think, right? You can see Jamar Chase is at 19%, Travis Kelsey at 19%. So I'm going pretty nuts on that particular game. Um, what I want to show people, though, is if what we do is we go over to our exposure tab, right? And we go to our week six, 17 stacks. We see Denver at Kansas City where we expect to see a high number on that, Right. And right now that is at 60%. So it shows you that I have 32 stacks, which seems like a lot, especially in comparison to everything else, right? Every other stack that I have, you know, Miami, New England's next at, with 15 stacks at 28%. And some of that is like unintentional stacks. But what I want to dive into here is when I actually click on my Denver and Kansas City stacks, you see that I have Alberto, plus Marquez, Valkyriez, Scantlang, only on six stacks currently. Patrick Mahomes and Albert O, six stacks. The three of them together are only on five stacks. Sutton and MBS, four stacks. Mahomes, Javante Williams. is actually only four teams at 13%. So even though I have like this super high exposure to these players, the actual amount of teams that I have them on for the game stacks is limited, right? Now we're talking... I think it's 53 BBMs that I've done. So you can see that, like just scrolling through this, I have a ton of combos here, right? But look how look how little they're actually on teams. So like you got a Rojo, Travis Kelsey, Jerry Judy was on two teams. But if you just keep scrolling, then we start looking at big game stacks, those are probably going to be even less. I have some Noah Gray exposure just because I've been taking him in the 18th on certain teams. But Mahomes, Javante Williams, No Gray, MBS should probably only be on one or two teams. But even some of the ones that I think should be more owned are probably less. So Rojo, Travis Kelsey, Jerry Judy, Sky more. Like just even though I am so overexposed to the Chiefs and I have a bunch of different combos, those bunch of different combos are still only on like one to two to three teams in general, right? So – when you take stands on players, it doesn't actually mean, and clearly I am very adamant about drafting like week 17 correlation and all that stuff. It just, it's a smart thing to do. So when I'm even being like cognizant of that fact, my teams, yes, I have a lot of Albert O and MVS or Mahomes and Albert O, but five out of 53, 16%, which is higher, but we drop right to four to threes across the board for my, for my stacks. And I think it just goes to show you that taking stands on players, there's still so many different combinations to do within the team itself. And within the game stack for week 17, you know, we go into Miami, new England. So I have a lot of Mostert and Kendrick Bourne theoretically, but it's three teams at 20% of what my stacks actually are. Then it's Mostert and Stevenson, which is probably never on purpose, right? Damian Harris and Mostert, I'm not really doing that on purpose. I'm looking at value and stuff when I grab those guys. Harris and Waddle, only two teams. Mac Jones, Kendrick Bourne, Mostert, two teams. So it shows you that taking stands on players isn't necessarily like, like if you took a stand across the entire landscape of your 150 drafts, if you're doing 150, you still can find so many different ways to have combinations of players. So for me, I am taking stands on certain players. Um, Probably need to be doing it slightly differently when I'm doing different drafts, sort of like um, Paul said when he's doing and the puppy too. I need to make a mental note to start changing some of my stands in different tournaments maybe. Really got to think about that. But taking stands is still getting you really different builds because of all the combinations that there are. So for someone to come in here and tell me, oh, well, you know what? you got to be taking 8.3333%, and that's the only way to do it. And then the guy's actual comeback was, you know, well, unless you took a stand on Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel last year. And it's like, all right, so we're invoking hindsight for our argument. So you lose me right there. As soon as you're like, well, the way you should have done it is if you should have taken Cup and Debo. Well, yeah, no shit. We all should have taken Cup and Debo on every team last year. You know what? I guess we should have taken Jamar Chase too. I mean, just, just say the names that won you tournaments. Amon Ross, St. Brown. Yeah, Rashad Penny. Clearly, <laughs> with the gift of sight, we should be doing that. Um, but if you haven't jumped on the Spike Week tools, this is some of the stuff that you can find out, you can look at your roster builds, the team structure. You can see that I do a lot of hero RB as opposed to some of the other stuff, the dual RB second. This is I'm just looking at my BBM stuff. You can actually look at all your tournaments. So right now, if we went to all tournaments and we went to team stacks like Kansas City, I still have 30 stacks out of 192 teams. Uh, Alex says that he has 43% pits and the puppy too. I love it. Silas wants to know my Scott Fishbowl roster. Right now, I have only gotten through the second round on my team. I should be on the clock again soon. And I went with who did I go? I went Kyler. Kyler and oh, I have three players. I have Kyler, CMC and Diggs right now. So I'm um, didn't really get the second quarterback I wanted to get, so I grabbed Diggs. Silas also says just draft or draft just draft the best players, Rob. Clearly I am still getting over being sick. Like I am Still not feeling perfectly. Just draft the best place, says Felix. Yeah, I mean, that's what you got to do, right? Just draft the best place. That's sure going to be your argument to me? Then you win, I guess, right? Just draft the best place. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm guessing a lot of you have these Spike Week tools, but if you don't, just a tremendous job by Hacker in our Discord, some of the stuff that, he's, that he shows us, um, which we're going to be looking at in a second when we jump in a puppy draft which we're gonna do uh we're gonna do in one second here i just need to get back to the lobby i had to fix some stuff on that so let's jump in a puppy once i share the screen you know you would think that i know how to produce things because that's what i do i do video production but clearly I am, I'm struggling today, just absolutely struggling. All right. So let's jump in this puppy. Yes, we want to. Um, cool. Are we all filled already? Look at that. We are filled and we get the one Oh six, which I don't love. We want the one Oh five. The one Oh six is not my friend. Sometimes it is. Sometimes you get to someone you get someone to fall. Not really noticing some of these first names. We do see that. I was inverted is in here. Um, that's about all I notice as far as people that are in the draft with us. Maybe I got in a little too late here. Anyway, so we'll be drafting from the 106. And once the draft starts, we have a new tool on here. I have to reload the draft once it kicks off. Put your sunglasses on when i was fooling around with this earlier today it was jumping me back into light mode me and hacker are probably gonna fight about that i'm sure we can get that fixed though and maybe that was just something on my end but we will reload the screen once the draft actually starts um just a little thing you have to do to get this to kick in i might even have to draft a player or two first but basically our new there it is so everything just showed up right here so Shows you right here, Jonathan Taylor. It shows you his week 16, his week 17 matchup. It also shows you how much you have him in this particular tournament. And it also shows your percentage of him for your overall tournaments, which is phenomenal. Also, once you start drafting players, you're going to start seeing some players light up green. And that's going to inform you of their stacking. Like if they're, if they're part of a team or game stack for you which is just, like, phenomenal stuff. Um, it's, it's really, really helpful, to be honest. So just looking at these first guys, like, you look at Jamar Chase, right? In the puppy two right now, I have 47% Jamar Chase because I'm just hammering him in the puppy two. Now, I've only done somewhere around 20 drafts. God, my voice sounds awful today, doesn't it? <laughs> um, I've only done around 20 drafts in the puppy two. I've been hammering more BBMs lately as well because I'm starting to get worried that I'm a little behind on that. I have like 53 of those done, 54 somewhere in that wheelhouse. So I'm trying to get those. Alex asks, is this is this feature desktop only? Correct. Yeah. Unfortunately, because it is a browser extension, it is only desktop right now. Um, I'm not sure I'm not the guy to ask about implementing that into. The phone at a future time but for now it is just the desktop um which you know i draft a lot of my teams on the phone but this is going to have me doing more drafts on the computer now because it's just a phenomenal tool so we see we see that i auto drafted eckler because i was talking and now i hate this draft already just absolutely pissed off that i drafted eckler God damn it. What is up with that? Why am I such an idiot? Got to pay attention to this stuff. All right. We'll make it work. Not a guy I'm really targeting at all. Um, don't have a lot of Eckler exposure. Just a little bit here and there. I mean, it's not, it's not like the worst thing ever. We weren't going to get any of the top five guys. They all went. And... We'll uh, we'll adjust. That's what we will do because we will push forward. I was inverted, so i just go on auto and start a new one. No, but you know what? If this goes fast enough, maybe we'll do a second. All depending just to keep showing off the tools. I have time today. Clearly, I can't really go anywhere. So maybe we'll do two drafts. Maybe we'll get fun. Maybe we'll have some fun with it and do a second draft. It just depends. Like, this has to go fast enough, though. I've been in some puppy drafts that have been dragging lately. Like, people taking their full 30 seconds, and it just boggles my damn mind. Um, what's going on with Mixon, by the way, guys? I've seen Mixon falling, like, late second lately. Was there some news that I missed on him? So, if we got Eckler... Eckler mixon sounds like a fun way to start a team. So let's go Eckler mixon, see what falls to us. Maybe we'll just go with a pretty <laughs> the juxtaposition of drafting two running backs right away when I'm wearing a running a shirt that says that I have drafted zero running backs. So we'll go Mixon, we'll go Eckler, and we'll uh, clearly this is a team that I I have no exposure to already. I know I don't have this combo. I don't want to say I know I don't have it, but I would suggest that the odds of me having some sort of eckler mix-in combo is small. And I don't really know how many other people would have that combo of teams silas says yuck well you know when you auto draft from the sixth spot things get a little weird things get a little weird kevin said that shirt is fire yeah man jump in jump on spikeweek.com we have a shop right now that has the the zero um zero rb shirt which is a lot of fun have the spike week hat fun thing about this spike week hat that i didn't know happened was going to come with it is we got the spike week, um, rocket on the back here so that when we wear it backwards, we still have a logo, which is a lot of fun, but we'll wear it forward for today. Show off the SWO to go with the SWO title that I am uh, currently the champion. All right. So do we want to just go to our B's here? We're going to be on the clock in a second. See AJ, A.J. Brown on board, which it's just it's tough for me not to click A.J. Brown in this spot. So we're going to do it and try to keep it moving pretty quick. Um, Yeah. See anyone else? Felix said helping you get that 8.33. Got to do it. Got to get every. That's my next shirt is 833333333 percent Just got to do it. Just got to fire 8, 3, 8.3. 8.3. If your exposure isn't completely balanced, then what are you doing? Why are you playing best ball? So, just to kind of show off some of these tools while we're at it. Um, so, like now that uh, we've drafted a few players, you look at Ezekiel Elliott, you see that he plays Philly in week 16. So, Philly actually lights up, right? And then when you see Gabe Davis, he plays Cincinnati, obviously, in week 17. So, you see that light up. Fun part is with the quarterbacks. Because I have Eckler, it shows Herbert's name actually lighting up to know that that is a stacking option for Herbert. And you see it for Hertz as well because I have A.J. Brown, um, Devonta Smith because I have A.J. Brown. So it'll show you teammates as well to get you um, team stacks. Any worries about Hertz as a passer for A.J. Brown's upside? Um no, I've been going over the Philly stuff since before A.J. Brown. Let me uh, make my pick, and then we'll go into this so that we don't auto-draft again. So, let's go. Do I want to go Acres here? Um. No, I don't want to go Acres. Just stack up Herbert. I don't I don't have a lot of Herbert, so let's do like a unique Her- – well, as unique as you can get with the Chargers because everyone has some sort of combination of the Chargers, but let's go Herbert Eckler right now just to get some Herbert. I don't have much of him at all, and if we're going to make this team different than all my other teams, then let's do that. Getting back to Philly, any concern about Hurts? Um, I didn't have any concern about Philly – I had limited concern about Philly before they got A.J. Brown. I think my point starting in February was Philly showed you what kind of team they wanted to be. They had to adapt midseason based on shit just not going the way they wanted. So they told you that this coaching staff wants this team to be pretty heavily focused on the passing game. Just didn't work out at that point. I don't think that was particularly Hurts fault. And so what they did to make sure they can get back to that is now they trade for AJ Brown. They're not going to be as run heavy as they were last year. I'm not worried about Hurts, I'm not worried about AJ Brown. Why so the other thing my question always is like we watched him on Tennessee a team that wasn't pass heavy. So why are we like concerned about if we loved him on Tennessee, why are we concerned about him on Philly? You know what I mean? Like, to me, that, that argument has never really made a ton of sense. So I'm not particularly worried. Now, in terms of Philly, if I'm getting stacks on Philly, it's skinny stacks. And the reason for that is I think if you're winning Week 17 with a guy like Hertz or Lamar, you need them to run for two touchdowns and pass for two or something to that effect. So I'm not stacking those those teams up heavily but i'm getting a lot of exposure to them with skinny stacks it's a personal take i understand if people don't agree with that but that's kind of the way i've been playing that um as we come up we see none of these guys on board really jump out into stacks which we don't have to worry about so much in the beginning um i do like i do like the idea Let's see. Dragging. Can we? I mean, his clock ran out 15 seconds ago and he drafts Amari Cooper. Gotta gotta run out the clock to draft Amari Cooper in the fifth round. Let's grab Kittle. I think uh Kittle in the fifth is a lot of fun. You're getting an elite tight end at uh really big value, which is something we should be smashing, you know, here and there. My Kittle exposure is pretty high, but, you know, again, we started Eckler, Mixon, A.J. Brown, Kittle, Justin Herbert right now. So where I'm usually grabbing a bunch of wide receivers early, especially like from that sixth spot, is usually Diggs or Kelsey for me a lot of the time. We can make a unique team even grabbing guys that have heavy exposure for myself. So that's what we'll do for this. And we should probably be throwing some people in the queue, but I don't like doing that too much. It's also tough for me to bring the board up when we're in this spot because we're just dropping it so often when we're in the middle of the draft like this, but I'll try to remember to do it here and there. Carlos says he's been targeting conference stacks in the entire playoff schedule, just not just week 17. Yeah. Um, I think specifically week 16 and 17 are the two that you should be looking to stack and what I love. So I guess bring, so we're not going to be doing that again because apparently one of the bugs is we're probably going to have to reload. Oh man. Did we? There we go. There's our exposures. So we probably have to reload every time we do that. So maybe we'll just leave it up on this for the rest of this draft. I, I don't completely disagree with your point, Carlos. I think that having this HUD is going to really help me make sure that I get more Week 16 and 17 exposure together. Trying to remember, you know, 137 games over the course of two weeks is not particularly easy. So um, let's grab... Which is bully quarterback. Let's grab... Oh, no, let's not do that. Let's not do that. I was thinking I had Chase because I just always have Chase. Let's grab Thielen. I don't have a lot of Thielen. Don't love it. Kind of gross. Ugh. Not a favorite move of mine. We see wide receivers are flying off the board in this draft. Um, what does the number after weeks 16 and 17 mean? That's a good question. I haven't even noticed that number. Let's see if we can figure it out together as we draft. Not really sure. You see two numbers here for the D hop. I'm not sure. Is this is, it, is this there? Hmm. I'll have to ask Acker what that number is because I honestly, focusing on everything else, didn't notice that number. So, oh, that might be Spike Recranks. That is a good call. I was I was looking at them. I'm like, those might be worth some worse ranks. Yeah. We'll, we'll confirm that with Hacker at some point. Recommended. AD, Carlos says it's recommended ADP versus ADP. Um. So if that's the case, then are we just saying that this number is redundant? I'll confirm that with Hacker tonight and. We can ask that in the Discord. Speaking of which, if you are not in the Spike Week Discord, what are you doing? Why are you on the stream and not in the Discord? Jump in the Discord. Go to spikeweek.com. There is a link to the Discord. You can talk with people all day about this stuff. Oh, Carlos was just guessing. I understand, man. We're just all guessing on that particular thing. I was so enamored with the week 16, the week 17, and the percentages and what they mean that I. I completely just overlooked those numbers. But that's the great thing about this tool. I mean, he just released this update. So, you know, he's going to be releasing more. We're going to color code things a little bit better down the line um, to make things a little easier to read here and there. But for now, he's making sure he gets this done on all three of the main sites that you can draft on. And, yeah. Yeah. So right now we have Justin Herbert, Austin Ackler, Joe Mixon, A.J. Brown, Adam Thielen, and George Kittle. And just for fun for the chat, let's do it. Let's draft Trey Lance, be done at quarterback. We have Justin Herbert and Trey Lance. Definitely a build that I don't think I have is Herbert and Lance. Not sure how many people are willing to do that little maneuver, but we're stacking Lance with Ayuk. So that's for the chat. I drafted Trey Lance for the chat, just to make it fun for all of you. We cannot draft Trey Lance in Scott Fishbowl. I thought he was going to get back to me in the third round, and he got snagged late second, early third, something like that. So not 100% sure. I thought I was going to be able to squeeze him out. It's tough. It's tough because of that format. Um, who else in the chat is in the Scott Fishbowl? How are you guys making out in that? We had a big snafu in ours yesterday. Um, The girl in the two spot had some situation arise in the morning, and she pulled herself out. So we got that first pick right at the 10 spot, and it took like six hours to replace her, which is understandable. Like Scott and those guys must be looking. I think they had to replace like 30 people. So trying to work that whole situation out must be a nightmare. But our draft got stuck for about eight hours because of that. We have another person that is in Italy currently. So when it became their turn to draft, they were clearly sleeping. Um, I've seen this happen before, Carlos, that the link is invalid. I will reach out to Eric and make sure he fixes that that has happened in the past. Sometimes he has to update that link. So if there's anyone in the chat that can send him a valid link, throw him one. Um if, if not, then we will uh we'll forget that fixed as soon as possible. What are we looking at wide receivers here? Grossness, yeah. That's about right. Um let's grab Lave just for that. My game stack. I God, I hate the six spot. Six spot really sucks. I'm not saying this on stream, Carlos. I'm just not doing that. But, you know. Um, Silas got Lamar, Lance, Debo, CD from the 102. It's a pretty fun start. Lamar, Lance, Debo, you got technically the Lance Debo start that is if Trey Lance if Trey Lance plays quarterback this year for the San Francisco 49ers and if Debo plays wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers that's a um, we're still not talking too much about that situation with Debo like everyone's just acting like he's 100 going back to San Fran and we haven't heard much on that front so I've been starting to Wonder exactly what we're going to see with that as time goes on. These wide receivers are just flying off the board. Um, definitely feels like one of those ship chasing drafts. And we probably, probably butchered this draft. Luckily, it's a puppy. But this will definitely be one of my different teams for sure. I don't want to do Goddard Knox, no Where do we want to go here? Look at this Look at all this grossness Grabbing Garrett Wilson Is probably the way to go Could grab Ramondre But I think I need to just smash Wide receiver right now which kind of sucks, but it is what it is. Um, did he end up reporting? Well, they haven't even started camp, right? You can't report that. Has, has training camp opened? I don't know if that's a thing, Paul. I'm not sure if he's reported a training camp. And I think you can, can't you go and just not work out? Or I don't know. doesn't matter. But he can still go and just like not do anything, I suppose, until he gets his deal. Did he work, though? Were they mandatory and he just didn't want to get fined? This is never happening, Kevin. I am not drafting Jacoby Myers. I just won't do it. It doesn't matter how much I am a fan of the New England Patriots. We're just not going to do it. There are certain guys that I will not get 8.33333% of. Felix is saying that he reported a mini camp, training camps are next week. I would say that like even if you report you can still be demanding a trade, right? Like things aren't going to be 100% kosher. So, I still think there's got to be an eye on that. I think the most likely scenario is he just gets an extension and plays for the 49ers. Like I'm not I'm not going all conspiracy theorist on this. I don't think it's anything like you know I don't think the odds are he's out of San Fran, but um, I still think we need to keep an eye on the situation here and there. Um, what do we got going on here? We can do a Gallup bring back. We can do a Cousins stack, which we won't be doing because we have our two quarterbacks. Um, Let's just do the Watson bring back. For Thielen, i guess do we love it no do we love any of these wide receivers other than aj brown i've been grabbing a lot of garrett wilson so i guess i love him but the rest of this team makes me want to vomit right now which is something that could definitely happen on this stream vomiting we're not going to but we have go back and watch the hot dog stream things got real gross Got to figure out when we're doing the hot wings. That might be Friday. I got to talk to Bime for. He was supposed to be on the show with me, but he had something come up for tonight. And now sick Rob has to take the wheel. And um, Douglas says to take Cobb late over Watson. Rogers hates rookies. Well, Rogers hates everybody. That's why I like Aaron Rogers. Because much like me, he doesn't like people. Not a people person, Aaron Rodgers and myself. We don't we don't we don't mingle well, I suppose. But no, I, I don't love Watson. Um, if I'm grabbing a late Green Bay, I know he's also a rookie, but I've been grabbing Romeo Dubs, very very here and there. Um, I think I still want to keep pounding wide receiver here. We'll read the team in a second. We got mixing. Gross. All of this is gross. I hate all this. Don't like the way we started this team. That's my new song. Guys, actually might hear a new song tomorrow on another show. If it happens. Um, It's not Spike Week, but it is roto grinders related let's grab crowder for the mix and bring back um but that's all i'll tease because i don't know if there's actually a show planned for tomorrow or not so um yeah if you hear a new song on a show that was from uh me and jesse wilkins who was my co-host and a producer on hometown ghost stories but we uh made a new intro for a show. It's a lot of fun. Let's go over our team. Justin Herbert, Trey Lance at quarterback, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, AJ Brown, Adam Thielen, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, Jamison Crowder, George Kittle. Do we love it? No. Is it going to win the puppy two championship? Probably. That's how it works. The teams you don't like are the ones that get the furthest. And then, you know, you get named the 74th best ball player in the world like myself. I should probably start hassling underdog fantasy about getting my badge again. Douglas says, if Cobb stays healthy all 17 games, already bold of you to assume that. He'll finish with 8 to 10 touchdowns. Bold of you to assume that the Packers are going to score 8 to 10 touchdowns this year. The guy had five TDs last year. It looks like STDs. Um, but the guy had five TDs last year in 12 games with only 28 catchers. Rodgers looks for him around the end zone. True. But he also gets Tanyan back this year, right? So I expect Tanya to swipe a lot of the goal line work there. You're, I just I think that Cobb in a half-point PPR league or even a full-point PPR – at the age of 73 years old is just like real wishful thinking at this point. So he's one of the guys that I am more than fine with With um, fading. Let's grab Palmer for the double stack on Herbert. So that's what we're going to do there. So now we got Herbert with Eckler and Joshua Palmer. We were going to be looking at grabbing Palmer or... Gerald Everett, I mean, still potentially can do both. Uh, Felix says, don't forget Amari Rogers is going to take over Cobb's role. Also a possibility. Is two catches and a TD enough to spike into your lineup? Which player are we talking about? Carlos, 31 years old. That is ancient. I remember when I was 31, my knees already hurt. I remember when I was 30 and my knees hurt uh, for Cobb. Yeah, I mean, that's probably exactly what's going to happen with Randall Cobb. He's going to catch two passes, go into the end zone, do a Lambo leap, break both hips on his way up, on his way down. He's going to tear an ACL. He's going to throw out a shoulder. Um it's going to be a bad scene. It's going to be the worst touchdown celebration of all time is my guess is what's going to happen with Randall Cobb this year. All right, so right now we are 2 7 one We have just really, really been hammering these wide receivers after starting off quite slow with them. Uh, who did I want to grab as a bring back? Ugh. I know who I want to grab. Do we want to hold off on it? Um. Yeah, let's let's just do it. Let's just have fun. Let's just make sure we get our bring back in Tyler Higby. So now we get that Herbert Eckler, Palmer stack, and we're bringing it back with Tyler Higby, just to get that week seventeen correlation. Oh man, we are really going to get into this Green Bay talk today. At the same age, Rogers forced James Jones 99 targets with 50 catches and eight TDs because he hates rookies. Jones was washed then too. Um, I would much rather have a Jones than a Randall Cobb type build, especially on an offense that is one of the slower-paced offenses in the league and we're not expecting them to get better with losing Devontae Adams. I'm already hesitant to draft a lot of the Packers as is. All of a sudden, it's a racetrack behind me. You know, just things going on. But um, it's already an offense that I'm a little nervous about. They're not getting technically better this year. They are clearly worse than last year. And yeah, so if that's like my my concern already, Randall Cobb is just not a guy that's getting put in my draft queue to each their own. Although, again, I should probably have 8.333% of them. But, you know, I'll be a rebel and I'll uh, 0% Randall Cobb unless he gets auto-drafted at some point. Much like Austin Eckler did. Sorry for yelling if this is on the audio feed and I just made you jump at a red light. Sorry about that. My apologies. Carlos says, so they'll be playing from behind a lot. Not necessarily having a slow paced offense doesn't mean that they're going to be playing from behind a lot. It means that once they go up seven or 10 points, they're going to do everything that they can to just like grind out victories, right? They're going to really be relying on Aaron um, Jones and Mr. Kathman himself, the guy whose name escapes me at the moment, but we all know who I'm talking about. Um, Yeah, so, like, for me, you're I'm still taking Green Bay here and there. I'm just not going out of my way to take Green Bay players right now. So the problem with this, and then we'll get off the Green Bay thing, Douglas says, I don't think Cobb is a must-have by any means, just getting him as your last pick for a comeback and getting a better player than Watson where you take him feels better to me. Well, if you watch this draft, and I'm not, like, A.J. Dillon is the guy I was thinking of. Um, if you watched this draft, you saw how the wide receivers were flying off the board. So do I love taking Christian Watson? No. I mean, if we looked at his exposure next to my name, it probably wasn't that high. But whereas where they were going and where the wide receivers were going, where we already have Adam Thielen, Christian Watson was probably the best receiver on board by a lot at that point, if memory doesn't escape me, which it does because I'm old, much like most of the – much like Randall Cobb himself, also old. Neither of us remember things so well. Probably doesn't remember the playbook anymore. Um, I just think – I just think that Watson has a bring back right there. There's more upside with Watson. Watson can go out there and not play at all this year, but he could also go out there and be the lead wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. There, there is a percentage of that happening. I do not see that happening with Randall Cobb at all. Like I think there's a 0% chance he leads the Green Bay Packers in receiving touchdowns or any of that. Just I don't see that outcome. It would take you know some sort of earthquake the wide receiver room falling into a cliff. Randall Cobb was the last one in, he grabbed like a branch and he's the only one left. You know, like they, like what is the where does that happen? so so now we're getting into gross running back territory i am not grabbing ingram um let's just grab jd mckissick this is actually not the way we should have played this i've been grabbing mckissick a lot in zero rb builds probably shouldn't be grabbing him in two rbs like this with eclair Mixon. Probably doesn't make as much sense. Neither of these guys really do. Should have been paying more attention. Definitely should have been grabbing higher upside guys than Gus Edwards and JD McKissick. I think that this is a mistake. So not loving the way I played this running back situation at all. But let's consider this a warm-up. Let's fire one more after this and uh, see what else we can screw up, right? That's the way we'll do it. And like Silas brings up, if I'm drafting a late round Green Bay wide receiver as Romeo Dubs, again, I, I'll just take I'll just take upside over what I think Randall Cobb's gonna be. I just can't imagine. Let's stop talking about Randall Cobb. This is rest of the season we're done with Randall Cobb. All right, done. Randall Cobb's talk is cut off. We're not even gonna look up his percentages on my team. Um, so let's run over our roster real quick. We are in the 16th round right now. We're at two, four, seven, two. Uh, We'll run over it after we pick. We're up in about five picks here, but we are at two, four, seven, two. FF doom is in the chat. It says, what's good spike week nation. What's going on doom? We are not having a good draft. Is what I will say. Is it the worst team I've ever drafted? No. Is it the worst team I've drafted today? Absolutely. Um, Do we have any upside running backs? We do. We have Chris Evans, who I do like a lot for upside. A little bit of a reach, but at this point, I'm ready to reach and just get real weird with this team. So we'll add Chris Evans to the fold. And our roster right now is Justin Herbert and Trey Lance, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, Gus Edwards, J.D. McKissick, Chris Evans. See, this is what I don't even think about because I haven't been drafting a bunch of Joe Mixon that I grabbed Chris Evans. Rob is not feeling well. Just remember that. Um, Wide receivers, A.J. Brown, Adam Thielen, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, Jameson Crowder, Josh Palmer. Tight ends are Kittle and Higby. Do you think an elite tight end is a must or take other great wide receivers there and draft three late round tight ends where you don't have much going for you at wide receiver or RB late? Um I really think it matters on the build I prefer with when I get a you know an elite tight end but it's like for me right now I'm more preferential to an elite quarterback so in order to get other players in the running back and wide receiver spots, I've been drafting tight ends later sometimes, but I think you can get really good three three tight end builds, you know, in that Higby, Hunter Henry, Gerald Everett, Evan Ingram range. Like there's a lot of guys that are, that you can get with three tight ends. What is my preferred roster construction? I mean, like in terms of like players, I mean, I guess like the, the very basic two, six, eight, two, if everything goes perfectly and I get the draft slot I want and everything, but you got to adapt, right? You need to make sure that you are playing to what is actually given to you. You got to, you know, flow like water through these drafts sometimes. You can go in with a plan, then you get punched in the mouth and then you end up drafting Chris Evans when you already have Joe Mixon. Things happen. Shit happens. So that's where we're at with that. We'll grab Julio. I'm just trying to get through this draft as quick as we can so that we can just jump right into another one. We'll go over our team afterwards. We're not going to sauce any teams on this one. We're just going to just hop right in once we draft our 18th round pick, and which I have an idea of who it will be. Like, if you know me, you know who it's going to be. This is also something that's been happening to me a lot because I've been drafting a ton of Dearness Johnson. I've been getting a lot of Week 17 correlation with Washington based on that. And it's not on purpose, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't purposely try to get that Washington-Cleveland stack, but because I have Dearness a lot, if I have Jahan Dotson, if I have J.D. McKissick, you know, Double RB isn't what we're looking for, but we can't just be solely focused on week 17. God, yeah, I still don't feel good. Which is fine. We will keep going. We will keep going. And we'll do one more draft. And then hey, I got two more streams tonight. Not football related, but this is uh this is the life. FF Doom says two tight ends and two QBs just give you so much ammo for the other positions. I agree. But Again, it really depends on where you're getting these two tight ends and two QBs. Like, how much early round capital versus late round spot capital do you want to give up? If that makes sense. All right. So, Dearness Johnson is who we're going to grab. Let's run through the roster. We did go with a 2682, which I think is like, to me, 2682 should theoretically be your standard build, right? Um, I just I don't understand. I don't understand. It's not the word. I just think like if we're looking at like a baseline 2682 was like my baseline, but it's not a, a rule by any means. So we got Herbert and Lance where we took two earlier quarterbacks. We get Eckler, Joe Mixon, Gus Edwards, JD McKissick, Chris Evans, Dearness Johnson. Then we get probably my worst wide receiver crew of all time, which is AJ Brown, Adam Thielen, Chris Olave, Chris Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, Jameson Crowder, Joshua Palmer, Julio Jones. Is it the absolute worst? No. Um, George Kittle, Tyler Higby. So Silas likes the 2592, which is fine. Like I like 2592 as well, but that's to Paul's point, even in Zero RB, like. Yeah. If you're doing zero RB, I don't think two, five, nine, two is viable. So my zero RB builds are two, six, eight, two, or two, seven, 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 two, seven, a lot of sevens and a lot of twos. All right, let's jump back in the lobby. Let's, um, let's fire another puppy. Let's do it. Let's try not to time out on the absolute first pick again. We'll do a second puppy. We're just waiting for one. We're filled. Give me the five spot. Let's god damn it. We did not get the five spot. The eleven. What is this? What is this absolute? Absolute nightmare. Um, I guess we'll draft from the eleven, because we must. So sorry, just gotta stand a text. Um anyways. So who else is in this draft? We got Paul in the draft again. We got Felix in here. Anyone else in? No one that I recognize offhand for the rest. Ah, uh, Sorry, Doom. Sorry you were trying to jump in. I tried to tell everyone that, like, once that draft was over, I was firing right away, trying to jump right in, bang out a double puppy draft on one stream. So, kind of interested to see what you two do. Uh, if So, Jonathan Taylor goes one. God damn it. See, this would have been the perfect draft to get the sixth spot because we got Najee going second to Felix. Then I could have just grabbed Jamar Chase from the sixth, and then I would have had the perfect draft, and I would have won all the money. But no, now we get the 11. So, we can't even capitalize on this particular situation. And this happens to me too much, and it drives me Banana. Absolutely bananas. Derek Henry at the four, and I'm in the 11? Oh, my God. I shouldn't have done this draft. I shouldn't have done this draft because now I'm going to tilt this first round for the rest of the day. I am steamed. I am absolutely steamed. Oh, my God. Someone's getting Jamar Chase at the seven. I'm running out of the room if they don't take Chase. Jesus Christ. The 11th spot. I could have been in the seven and had the best team of all time. But no, I'm going to get the 11th, and I'm going to have to choose between Devonte and Kelsey. <sighs> oh, my God. I'm pissed. Absolutely pissed. Angry. So angry. <sighs> God. Let's get weird. Let's draft Debo. Let's draft Debo at the 111. So we're going to go Debo. We see Adams and Lamb go. Um... I'm just going to grab Kelsey. I guess this ended up just inversing my picks theoretically. But I thought for sure Kelsey Adams was going to go, and then I was going to go scrolling and figure something else out. FF Doom says, I swear DK drafters act like it's standard and underdog drafters act like it's PPR. Yeah, I see that sometimes as well. I see that as well. I'm still angry about this 11 spot when I could have got Jamar Chase at the 7. What did I do to deserve this? God, I'm so mad. So angry. Anyways, we start with Debo. We start with Travis Kelsey. Um, We were going to get real weird with it. We were just going to bypass the first round guys, try to get a different construction, but it's really hard for me not to click on Travis Kelsey in the second round. Um, There's just potential, even though he's, you know, older than probably Eric Bimefor, who is very old. He's also the worst, but don't tell him I said that. No, Bimefor is a great guy, you know, no sarcasm. Does great things. My background is probably going to run out at some point. That'll be fun to see what comes on screen. Should I rewind it? Probably. But, you know, clearly with these drafts, we we like to run. We like to live dangerously. Rob is sick, but we are fine. We are doing another puppy draft where we started Debo and Travis Kelsey. I know what I want to do on this, theoretically. 13 picks away. Um, We should be able to do it, maybe. If not, you know, changes will be made. What are you guys doing at the late end of drafts? I mean, it feels like Diggs, Kelsey, Devontae are pretty much the standards back there for me in general. Not really grabbing a lot of the running backs that are in that range unless they fall like we saw uh, Mixon fall to that late second in the last one and just absolutely mangle our team. But it is what it is. Trying to get unique from the beginning is a lot tougher this year, I find, than last year. There were guys late first last year that like were way more justifiable to grab early. Silas says after 50 DraftKings drafts, he's had zero Jonathan Taylor. has been going heavy on CMC. I've been going heavy on CMC and a lot of stuff um, when given the opportunity. So I've been drafting him from the one when possible. But there's also been drafts that I've had the two spot that cmc goes before and that's basically been a lot of my jonathan taylor exposure i still grab him every once in a while at the one but as i explained like in that video my one two three four spots i'm trying to mix in grabbing chase from the one two and three here and there not going overboard with it you know one every four one out of every five times i get it somewhere in that wheelhouse is what i've been trying to do with that so it hasn't really crushed my exposures to the other players. The only one that's been getting crushed with that, really. And I think it's just like, based on where I've been drafting from, I haven't grabbed the three a lot. The three spot hasn't been one that I've picked up a ton. So my Cooper cup exposure is a little bit lower than I'd probably want. But I think over the next, you know, 90 to a hundred drafts and BBM specifically, I should be able to get that up to 8.33333. I'll look at, after my next two picks, I'll just look at my draft IQ and I'll pull up my exposures for some of those players. If you guys want, you can let me know. If you're not interested, then screw you and I won't do it. Are people drafting Michael Pittman? Oh, we got to refresh this too so that we can see our tools, right? That's the other thing we got to do. Boom. There they are. Um, Again, that is the one quirk with these tools is once you're loaded into the draft, you need to refresh your screen and then it'll pop up your tools so that you can see what's going on. So I am going to take Cortland Sutton here. I don't have a I don't of all my Denver players, Cortland Sutton's, like, what's it say I have them at? I have him at six percent, fifteen percent, so maybe a little higher than I thought I had him. I was probably grabbing that's probably when he was going much later too. Haven't been grabbing him as much. Um Jerry Judah, I actually have less of, which is interesting to see. Um <laughs> let's just take this absolute. Insane stand in the puppy on Patrick Mahomes. We have him at 65% in this draft, over you know, at 34% in all of our drafts. Let's just do it. Let's just just grab them. So we just start with this Mahomes, Cortland Sutton, Travis Kelsey game stack. Off the snide says he takes JT as off. God, I'm losing my voice. As often as possible because he's going no later than second. Chase, I see he goes seventh sometimes, never when I'm seventh, obviously. Yeah, clearly never am I gonna be seventh when Jamar Chase goes off the board and allows me to win a tournament either. Um, yeah, so I, I get that. I, I'm not gonna knock that sentiment at all. Like I completely understand taking JT as often as possible when you get him in the one or two spot. But the same thing can be said for CMC, right? Like it's it's pretty clear that JT's harder to get because he's going one overall more. But CMC is almost at that same point. So whichever guy you want to take a stand on. I mean I have no I have no quarrels with it. Completely understand it. Probably just grabbing a little more CMC personally. Silas, what did you say no to? You don't want to know my exposures? Is that what it was? Um I don't even remember who I was gonna look up. Was I gonna look up JT? So My Jonathan Taylor exposure across all my teams right now is 8%. My Christian McCaffrey is at 9%. So I'm okay with it. My cup exposure is at 4%. So, oh, you're not drafting Pittman. My Michael Pittman somehow is at 4% as well. Don't know when I can't, I cannot tell you one time that I have drafted Michael Pittman. And somehow I've drafted them seven times. Um, Wild stuff. Not sure when that happened. Must have been sleeping. Which has happened. I have fallen asleep in like one or two drafts here and there. Usually later in the draft though. And I have people queued up. And uh, sometimes it works out. I had a situation a couple weeks ago where some reason I couldn't draft. I I had internet connection. I had everything. And I'm clicking on names, and I already had two really good quarterbacks. And it would not let me draft the two players I wanted to. And I was like either the 1 or the 12 spot. So it was back-to-back picks. And I just watched it take a third and fourth quarterback, and I wanted to absolutely vomit. Um, It was gross. Andy says he's opposite. He has 34% Pittman. That's, that's an interesting stand. I don't hate it because so many people are down on on Michael Pittman that being you're trying to win tournaments, man. Having 34% of a player, like he's still a high value like where you get him, so it's still like big 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 cost, you know, prohibitive occasionally to do that. But people are out on Michael Pittman and he's clearly the number one wide receiver there, right? We're a little worried about that offense, but I don't I don't hate taking that stand. I I probably should be taking more Pittman. I do one thing I do need to do and I actually grabbed a blank piece of paper and I have it here. I want to go through my Draft IQ tool and I want to see my specific team stacks especially with the week 17 and team like teams like the Colts that I know I don't have many game stacks. I want to make it a point to, and this is for best ball mania. I want to make it a point to go build a Indianapolis Colts week 17 stack with Matt Ryan, Michael Pittman, uh, another you know Pierce or one of the tight ends with a bring back from that Indy week 17 game. Um, but I want to do this with every single team. so just like even Washington, right? like I have a lot of Washington uh, Cleveland, Week 17 stacks, supposedly, but that's a lot. It's not like game stacks with Wentz and Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson, you know, with Nick Chubb coming back or something like that, or even Amari Cooper or something. Um, So those are things I need to write down, and I want to make sure I have every single team covered in some sort of stack, which you can do easily, especially on teams like Washington The Colts, not super duper hard. You got to make sure you got Pittman, I would say. Um, But yeah, I'm looking at doing stuff like that. So we are coming back on the clock in a second here. I do not hate taking Juju next. Something I'm thinking about doing here. All right, so let's grab Juju. So this is my double Mahomes stack with Juju and Kelsey, which I'm assuming I do not have a lot of. Um, I can probably go through here, click on my Week 17 stacks, look through, try to find, like, a Kelsey, Juju, Smith-Schuster. And I'm just – I'm not seeing it. So – My Kelsey Sutton teams right now, overall, is just two stacks. So Kelsey with the other ones, we're on the clock again, is even less, right? So um, let's grab Dobbins. I don't have a lot of Dobbins, right? Star them. Throw them in the queue. Yeah, I, I should probably have more Dobbins. I have 3%. Let's grab Dobbins. Easy to grab a bring back for him later. So right now we have Mahomes. We have J.K. Dobbins. We have Debo, Cortland Sutton, Juju, and Travis Kelsey. I have been leaving this comment on screen for a long time. So, you know, there's some good promotion for you, Andy. Letting everybody know that you have Michael Pittman a ton. Um, Schneid says, pretty good playoff schedule for the Colts as well. I don't remember it off the top of my head. Colts are who? So they have the Giants and who else do they have? Wow. Really, really got to scroll here to find any more Indianapolis Colts. Where's Alec Pierce when you need him? Just ruining everything. Making this not as fun. So they got the Chargers and they got the Giants. Yeah, that's that's a fun playoff schedule. I would say I enjoy that playoff schedule. So I should probably be getting more calls. But my overall point is just to get. Um, all right. I know this is a cheap shot that I can stack Dobbins with Gus. Yeah. Because I did it last time. Um, you posted it after I started looking at the other screen. FF Doom. Remember. I'm coming back from being sick. Or still sick. One of the two I'm looking for your sympathy and for chicken noodle soup. So please supply both of those things to me as we endure this second puppy draft, because I'm a man of the people. And after auto drafting in the first round last time, I need to just absolutely mangle another team that I have no excuses about of drafting Austin Eckler. Um, let's see. Anything else good here? I wanted to look at that that four QB team. So the great thing is right now I'm scrolling through. I can see my my roster builds, right? And that's how you can find these teams. So I have two teams with four quarterbacks. Uh, I thought I could click on this and it would pop it up. Maybe I can't. Anyways, oh well. What oh, so that's definitely not it. So wait a minute. Six okay, that's it. It's a four five seven two team. Um I'd have to find it at some point. Yeah, I have a few four quarterback teams, which I don't know how that happened. Auto drafts. So I'm gonna go with. Looks like Felix lost connection. That sucks. I've been there, but I didn't even lose connection when that team happened. Like I had connection. I could still, I checked. I could still surf websites. I was still connected to Wi-Fi and the app just absolutely gave up on me. Sad day. Sad day. Let's see. We're going to be on the clock with the 83rd pick. Gibson's been interesting. I just wonder how his ADP is surviving where it's at because he's been falling a round or two a lot lately. Um, and what that makes me wonder is when should we be grabbing Gibson? What could possibly make him come back to the top? Like a crazy week one performance in preseason? Or, you know, other than like an injury, of course, like Brian Robertson gets injured, then everyone's going to be all about Antonio Gibson again. But I don't know what else could bring him to the top of the list. Or shoot up a couple rounds in ADP. I just think he's going to keep falling. So when should you be grabbing him is the question. Brad in the 12th spot is a man after my own heart. He started with five wide receivers and one running back. Um Kirk already go. up oh, two picks before us. Kirk's been flying up the board too. I'm glad I got as much of Christian Kirk as I did. Let's grab Kadarius Tony. Uh especially, you know, like he's going in the seventh round now. If I go to my players, I know you guys can't see this, but if I look at – if I go to drafts and I look at Christian Kirk, right now in all tournaments I have a 19% exposure. And my ADP, it's saying, is actually negative, but I don't believe that it's, it's at 84 I believe it. I know that's the numbers, but I think that he's just coming up is my point. So you're gonna see. I like I like that I have nineteen percent Christian Kirk. Let's check what it is in Best Ball Mania. Uh, in Best Ball Mania, I have him actually at twenty-eight percent. So if he starts to come up that board a lot more, I could say that, you know, I already have enough of him or close to enough of him and i don't have to draft him anymore god damn it and we drafted michael thomas because i have to look at other things and forget that i'm on the clock oh my god michael thomas all of my michael thomas exposure right now is auto drafts i am going to let you know that Yes, yeah, silas i saw thanks bud Couldn't have called me and been like, hey, Rob, you know, I think you're the one person in chat that has my phone number. He said, Rob, you're going to auto-draft Michael Thomas, which we all know that nobody wants to do. Who the hell wants Michael Thomas? The answer is nobody, not even the New Orleans Saints. They don't want Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas' own family doesn't want him either. You know why you can't guard Mike? Because he's not on the field. Can't guard a guy if he's not on the field. Doom, I know, but, you know, here's the thing. I don't use it when I'm streaming. Yeah, but you, you're you also the guy, Silas, that wanted, you know, that quarterback in Cleveland that's probably not going to play this year, as I recall. I think you had like 137% exposure to him, which is phenomenal, by the way. Got to take stands on people. Might as well be the guy that isn't going to play. Which I just did with Michael Thomas, clearly. (sighs) Here we are. Here we freaking are. Sad, sad, sad times. We're 14 picks away. I guess now I should look at this stuff and give some more ideas, but I don't even know where we're going. Let's look at Michael Thomas and Best Ball Mania. Michael Thomas, exposure, 4%. That doesn't make sense. I don't like the I don't like the sounds of that. That's way too high. That's got to be on two auto drafts. Yeah, in BBM. Oh my God, I have zero percent exposure to Austin Eckler and Ceedee Lamb in BBM, and Dak Prescott. I knew I was fading Chicago, uh, Chicago, Dallas Cowboys, but um, I didn't realize that I was quite. Fading them to that extent. This this list is interesting. Just scrolling through this stuff sometimes is um eye-opening as to stands that you are inadvertently making. Dak Prescott 0%. Dawson Knox, 0% feels wrong, but you know, clearly it's right. Um Jacoby Meyer, 0%. That's not changing. Brian Edwards, 0%. So, like, you know, I got some of it right. Some of it makes sense. So, where will we be going here? Right now, our team is Patrick Mahomes, J.K. Dobbins, Debo Samuel, Cortland Sutton, Juju, Kadarius, Tony, Michael Thomas, and Travis Kelsey. Which I think is a pretty fun team. Question is, how much do we want to lean into Some of these game stacks that we do have. God, I didn't realize how much I'm losing my voice. Just progressively getting worse throughout this show. But that's fine. We're going to endure. We're going to finish this puppy draft. sid is asking do the other nfl drafts that you can do on underdog that are not the big tournaments accumulate scoring the same way throughout the season um do the other nfl drafts let's put this back on screen let's make sure we're not auto drafting do the other nfl drafts that you can do on underdog that are not the big tournaments are you talking about like cash games like Regular 12 man cash games where there is no playoff scoring? I think that's what you're asking. So they accumulate through 17 weeks. You can also play drafters. So drafters is accumulated through 17 weeks with no playoffs. So it's just the most points wins. And Hopkins and Jamison do not have, to me, do not have the same value because you are just trying to accumulate the most points. Hopkins value in like best ball mania is the fact that. He could come back, be a number one wide receiver in Week Seven, you know, for one of the high octane offenses, and just go on an absolute run through the playoffs for you. When you're accumulating scoring and you're absolutely missing six weeks of them, then he's not worth where he's going because you can already argue if it's if he's worth where he's going at the current price point now in the tournaments. I think he. He's worth it depending on your build. Let's grab Rashad Penny. Um sorry, we're just in the middle of drafting here, and then we'll get back to this. Yeah, I, I think for sure, like he does not does not have the same value personally. And let's grab Chase Claypool for our bring back to JK JK Dobbins. So we got one, two, six, one right now. Our one is Kelsey and Mahomes. So that allows us some flexibility to hold off on other players. Um, yeah, I, I think it really lowers their values. Especially Hopkins, where how high he's going. Jameson's the same way. To me, it almost kills Jameson's value just because we're already like, I like Jameson as a player, but That offense, you know, you're already competing with Hawkinson, Amon Ross, St. Brown, as well as DeAndre Swift. Like, where is he going to fit in when he actually comes in? Once he's good to go, when does he get running? At least on Hopkins, you can say as soon as week seven comes in, he's back and he's in the starting lineup, right? So if your build, I don't know what build would make sense in like a drafter's draft to grab him, but like, let's say that. It makes sense for you to take that chance. At least you know he's coming back. Jameson Williams is, I don't know, man. Like, he's good in a format like this because he could absolutely pop at the late end of the season, but I think he's undraftable in a cumulative scoring league. So hopefully that helps out a little bit. Sid said that that does. Think, thank you very much. That helps a lot. No problem, man. And if that's the type of scoring that you like, um, jump on drafters. Drafters has big tournaments, a big $20 tournament, and it's all cumulative scoring, and you know the best team at the end of the year wins. It gets rid of that playoff thing if you're not into the playoff atmosphere. And they also have that $2.22 tournament, which is... A great tournament especially to start like learning on like if somebody were to come to me and ask me where should they start drafting best ball teams first time ever i would say let's start there at that low price point and that way you can kind of get used to it and then we can progress up to tournaments that have a different playoff format right i personally i need to get on drafters more i I've been debating on how I want to attack tournaments, which is another conversation I want to have, maybe with Eric. But, like, I know I want to try to – I'm doing everything I can to max out best ball mania. I'm never going to max out a puppy. They just fill too fast. I'm not jumping in a million slow drafts. just not going to be for me. I want to play a lot more of that $2 tournament on drafters. I haven't even fired it yet. That's going to be coming soon for me. I want to – Max the $5 on DraftKings. And I also want to play a lot of the single entry tournaments on DraftKings. And specifically, I have been thinking this week on how I want to attack the single entries. And when I say how I want to, it's more so when I want to. I'm trying to figure out when I want to jump into those drafts. And I haven't really figured that out yet. But I'm really intrigued by the single entries. Could be amazing, could be the worst idea for best ball ever. If you don't want to draft a ton of teams, single entry is obviously the way to go. Um, And I love single entry stuff in DFS during the year, so that's probably why I'm so intrigued by it. But part of me is like, I feel like best ball is just a volume sport where you just want volume because it's not a weekly game, it's a season-long game. So, volume feels way better over time. So, Felix says he's in all the single entry DK drafts right now. Have you already completed all of them, though? That's my question. If you have, why did you feel like doing it early was the best way? And I'm not knocking it either way. I'm just, I'm legitimately curious. Uh, let's grab Isaiah Spiller. That's kind of the way I want to go there. And what do we want to do here? Hmm. Um let's grab Dotson. So, right now we're 1371. We have Mahomes, Dobbins, Penny, Spiller, Samuel, Sutton, Juju, Kadarius, Tony, Michael Thomas, Chase Claypool, Jahan Dotson, and Travis Kelsey. So, Felix answered with round four and all three. I joined them because I feel that I have an edge before the training camps preseason games. So totally understand that sentiment. Um, I think that's also why I don't want to say that's why we draft super early because I think everyone that's sharp for the most part is drafting early. I think our edge in volume is in the fact that we can get super teams. I think that's been well covered. But you're able to get players like, you know, the obvious example that we're going to use for the rest of the year until next year, until it happens this year is last year when you were getting Daryl Henderson on the 12th or 13th, Cam Akers, a first round pick goes down. And now Daryl Henderson's a fourth the fifth rounder after that. And we don't even think that he correctly went to where he was supposed to. He probably should have been a second or third. But the point being, you were getting a second or third rounder who was actually a fourth or fifth in the 12th to 13th. Hopefully you followed that. So... That's why we're drafting early and volume tournaments, whereas like a single entry is just the thought process I have to finish throughout the week. Maybe I jump in one or two. I don't even remember the price points on them. One of them is like a $15, I think, or something like that. I think one's like a $200 single entry, which is like really intriguing. Um, I think the other problem is when I looked at one of them like two weeks ago, it was already halfway full. So if you want to be in that single entry tournament, you might have to do it early in order to to get in there. So, that's something that we should you know, if you're into the single entry stuff, really be taking a peek at when to jump in. But I find I find the single entry really really intriguing. So I get this sentiment too. It makes sense. Volume entry is okay now. I prefer single entry closer to the season. Totally understand that sentiment. Like because I can I can make a case for both. So right now it's like which case do I feel stronger in? And that's where I'm at. <laughs> After Nico jumped 30 spots this week, I knew I needed to get in there. I mean, if that's if that's your that's your guy, right? So you want to get him at, at a better value, I I understand that too. The Nico jump doesn't really change things for me personally, but hey, we know that's uh that's one of Felix's guys. So by all means, jump in there, get him where you think your value should be on him. But yeah, that's, that's a thought process I'm going through, single entry stuff, um, which tournaments I actually want to attack. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I think when... The next puppy comes out because this one's filling fast. Maybe they do a, they do another. I I kind of bowed out of the super flex. I might have done one, maybe two drafts in the super flex, but because, you know, I want to get in all these drafts on all these sites. I want to do drafters. I want to do draft kings. I want to do Underdog. Certain drafts, I'm just like, all right, I need to, I need to just not do that. So when the puppy three comes out. If I'm not comfortable where I am in the BBM and, you know, the DK one, I'm probably going to bypass it. Maybe I draft one or two on stream. I, I drafted, I think, two in one of the puppies last year because I was so focused on doing DraftKings and the BBM that I that I did this last year. And one of the two teams I had, I think, made it to the finals. And that. And I had like a hundred puppy teams in the other one that didn't make it. Um. All right. So Sid got here late. So Sid, I will explain my extra player queue info in one second. I just kind of want to look over my team, figure out where we're going to go with these picks. Um. I really want to get Albert. God damn it. Jordair, Matt. How dare you? How dare you? All right. So let's do. It's our quarterbacks that are left. Um... Let's grab Terry Davis-Price. Get that in real quick. Just for some upside here. Um do for my second quarterback we're going to push quarterback so we see fanco Higby correlates again with both of our builds. you got them against Denver. We get them against the Chargers. Um, let's grab Higby. Actually, no. nope, no, no, no. We're not going to do that. We're going to grab Alec Pierce and draft the Colt. And that might do it for us at wide receiver. Um, so let's go to this. Sid is once again asking your player queue has extra info. What's up with that? So these are let's explain it again because we have been on stream for a while here. So these are um the spike week draft IQ tools. So if you go to spikeweek.com, you can get the draft IQ Chrome extension. It's $25 a month. And it's not just these browser it doesn't just show you this on your drafts you actually get like this crazy amount of info on your team stacks all the breakdowns of all your players it's like insane everything that you show i was showing some of it off a little bit earlier there we go my background's changing what's it going to be let's just uh, let's just fix it ourselves here so basically what the overlay is doing for me here, it's showing you your week 16 matchup, which is so let's just scroll down to someone that might not get drafted. That we have a lot of it. so look at Mo Alley Cox here. So Mo Alley Cox, you see that he's green. That shows me that I have another Indianapolis player because he lights up green. So we could team stack him if we wanted to. Then it's showing me his week 16 matchup, which is against the LA Chargers. Um, so it's showing me a game stack there, showing me that I have a New York giant in week 17. So we're, we're also getting a game stack against the giants. If we were to take him this little number right here, um, why is my mouse not showing on the screen? Interesting. So the 0% under Moali Cox is how often I have him in this specific tournament. So in the puppy Two, I have him at 0% right now. So 1% is how much I have him in all my tournaments um, for the new year, which is like the puppy, the puppy two, in best ball mania. So I have Mo Alley Cox at 1% across all of those tournaments right now. You can go up to – we'll go up to Zamir White. You can see that. he. I do not have another Raider, so his name doesn't light up. We do have a Pittsburgh Steeler. So Pittsburgh is lighting up for week 16. We have a San Francisco 49er, so the San Francisco 49ers are lighting up for Week 17. We see that in this particular tournament, I have him at zero percent, but overall, I have him at 11 percent. So that's what all these numbers are. It helps give you a breakdown of what you have, and it lets you, it helps you it helps assist you in who you should be drafting. So hopefully, that helps explain it. But that's not all draft IQ comes with. It comes with a bunch of other tools. Basically, it breaks down all the info of every team we've ever drafted. And it lets you see, like we were looking earlier that I have like some sort of absurd Kansas City um Denver stack at like 60% or something. I have sixty percent exposure to that game stack across all my tournaments or something like that. So it allows you to see that. But then even once you get to that, you can go into that that game and see the stacks that you actually have um, with that game. So if you're like, man, I really want to be hammering this Kansas City-Denver game. I don't know what stacks I've already done. You can go and break down what stacks you've already gotten with that game. If you're like, oh, shit, I haven't done any Cortland Sutton, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes stack yet, let me make a note of that so that I can Next time I'm in the position to do that, let's get that done so that I can at least say that I have one one team that has that exposure that I'm looking for. Had nothing like this last year. Drafted two to 300 teams, and I was just winging it. A, I didn't plan to draft that many teams. I didn't think I was going to get into the best ball as much as I did. And B, by the time I was ready to start putting everything on spreadsheets myself, it was going to take me way too long so we winged it and luckily this year no winging it involved you can actually see the breakdown so for the cost of a best ball mania entry you can get all this information and it, it still allows it still allows you to do stuff like you can still see it within the season and stuff so it's a great tool to have or we're, we're going to be doing it probably for every single sport as well so if you like playing best ball on everything you know you can do that. Um, all right. What I'd like to do is I'd like to grab J.D. McKissick again. Makes a little bit more sense for this team than the last one we had. And then... We'll just say what we're going to do. We're just going to grab Carson Wentz. Is it gross? Yes. Do we like it? No. But we have Mahomes. So we'll grab Wentz as our second QB. And be done with QB. Tight end's probably going to be gross. But it is what it is. Um, Yeah. So jealous of the extensions underdog can't operate on browser in my state. Oh, no. Wait, are you in like, um, are you in like Connecticut? So you probably have to like drive over the border. I'm not saying, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing a state like Connecticut. Um, so what are you driving over the border, registering for a bunch of drafts and then going home and finishing your drafts or registering for a lot of slow drafts? indiana so probably the same idea so that's interesting so even though you can't draft they don't let you get access to your teams you're not allowed to look at the underdog website at all that seems unreasonable to me it seems like a silly that doesn't seem right like So you can do it on mobile but dk works sort of on browser so what happens when you pull up underdog does it just say you're not allowed to access the site from the state i would assume that you just couldn't um register for a tournament because i remember being on mobile in connecticut like if i try to register for a tournament every time i work there it wouldn't let me register so what i had to do was if i wanted to draft i had to make sure before i crossed over the border register for the tournament you could finish it but i could still see the tournaments on mobile in the state Uh, so that's i mean that's that's pretty shitty i think underdog i think someone should talk to underdog and say that like players need to be able to access so can you not see your team at all So if you, like, let's forget about the extension. You cannot go on Underdog and see the history of your teams. Carlos says it feels very 1984. I agree. I think Underdog should be, like, I would reach out to somebody because I feel like you should have access to being able to see your teams. Well, that's stupid if you can only do it on the phone. I think this is um I think this is a big flaw on underdog's part. I would reach out to customer service and say, look, I draft teams when I'm out of state. I should be able to see my teams when I go home on my desktop. I mean, that is that's unreasonable to me. Like that is there's got to be a workaround for them to show you your teams. I'm not you know, a web engineer or anything. I don't know what the actual mandates are, but you should be able to get on the website without drafting a team. Like they shouldn't block you out. Seems dumb. It's a state law. What the fuck are you doing, Indiana? What is happening? So, I mean, there's a state to X off the list of ever potentially moving to. You can't see the website. Indiana says you cannot see this website. What are we doing? Hey, who are you, Indiana? No offense to FF Doom, but you were like the least thought of state on the nation, and they're not allowing you to access a website to see a freaking fantasy football team you drafted? Get out of my face with that shit. Speaking of which, let's grab Injoku for our bring back to Washington. Look at that. We backdoor this Washington stack. Um, Dante Foreman looks fun. Who did it? Who? I'm not. Gra- oh, no, he's there. He's there. Um, let's, I'm doing it. I don't care. I don't care that I already have a Cleveland Brown. I got to do it for the brand. Grab Dearness Johnson. Um, yeah. Sorry about Indiana being the dumbest state on the planet. Sometimes I think it's Massachusetts, but clearly that is ridiculous. Yeah, man. I mean, if you're if you're firing a bunch of DraftKings and you can get into the DraftKings stuff, that draft IQ is still very helpful for it's I find it even more helpful for DraftKings than I do underdog, as much as I do find it helpful for underdog, but you know how DraftKings is it shows you nothing. So just seeing your exposures on DraftKings is amazing. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's worth it, even if you're just operating on DraftKings alone, to, to fire up that draft IQ for that. Anyways, guys, that's going to do it for this draft. Let's take a look at our team. We got Mahomes and Wentz, Dobbins, Rashad Penny, Isaiah Spiller, Tyrion Davis Price, JD McKissick, Dearness Johnson, Debo, Cortland Sutton, Juju, Kadarius Tony, Michael Thomas on an auto pick and ruining my team. Chase Claypool, Jahan Dotson, Alec Pierce, Travis Kelsey, and David Njoku. Man, that team might have been great if we didn't auto-pick Michael Thomas, huh? I really enjoyed this team until the brakes hit, the car spins out of control, and we draft the guy that doesn't have a leg anymore or something like that. So, anyways, what do we want to do? I think we're going to get out of here. We're not going to sauce any teams today. We've been here for an hour 45, but... I want to thank everybody for joining. Thanks for coming in right when we're leaving Best Ballin'. Sorry you missed the stream, but you can rewatch and watch me absolutely lose my mind on the first draft that we did and get very upset. Um, until then, jump in the Discord if you haven't. If you can't access the Discord, reach out to myself or Eric, and I will find a way to get you a link. Until next week, um, possibly again this week, maybe there's some chicken wings involved. We'll see. We will see you.